Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Hey, hello everybody. My name is Doug. And I'm Marcus. And welcome to Films in Black and White. Uh, for those of you, again, because this is only episode seven, for those of you just checking in with us, uh, this is the podcast where we offer sort of a unique perspective on movies and movie news and really anything under the sun, um, especially Josh Whedon. We talk about him. I just want to get him out of the way today. Um, I don't want, we don't have to talk about him, but I just want to make sure that everybody knows uh, this isn't a Josh Whedon-oriented podcast, but he gets brought up. He Listen, it's up. like a Easter, it's like a Easter egg hunt. <laughs> uh, like you have to like look for it, you know, like you do in the movies. Yeah, like, you never know when it'll pop up. Yep. But you better believe a fuck Josh Whedon. <laughs> this time we just got it out of the way. You know how when you go on an I, Easter egg I, hunt I, and just, there's one like right in the middle of the yard. No, 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 no. No, Doug got it out of the way. Mine is gonna come in <laughs> casually. <laughs> Casually, and I have another. I have another person. Another, not really a person, but another thing that I just want to cuss out. But we'll get there. <laughs> All right, so, we'll All get right. there. Get, getting after today. Yeah. Uh, for those, again, we live in unique times. This is the time of the Rona. Uh, the Rona, where we. Our yep, Take that's right. In America, week five. Still running a train about, on us. The, the, can we talk about the mayor of Las Vegas talking about using their, their citizens as a, as a uh, subject, basically? Like, no, let's send them out and see what happens. Um, no, then, I like, didn't. The mayor of Georgia is also like, no, we're going to open up the nail salons and the barbershops. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's where all the black people go. <laughs> hey, oh, what the, the fuck is going on here? Essentially what that's saying is, um, hey... <laughs> We're going to do like unofficial medical experiments on the African-American population to see if they survive it. And that's a really terrible thing to do. And if they're good, we're good to go outside. Right. If it's bad, don't go outside. Right. I mean, they're essentially saying like, look, if black people can make it, us white folks can actually absolutely make it. They're just using us as test dummies. I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) I'm so sick of this. Anyway, let's keep going. All right. Whatever. Um, So this week, as we sort of have this rhythm going, is a news episode where we're going to kind of break down some news from around um, movies, which obviously are still a little unique as well, because, again, hashtag the Rona. Um, But more importantly, let's do just a quick check-in. Marcus, it's week five um, of this self-isolation time. We're getting close to finals week because you're still a student. Um, How are you holding up? I am swamped with work. Sure. Um, I, this remote learning is just kicking my ass. Yeah, that's and good. So, um, you know, lots of meetings, lots of homework, and then like the additional stuff. So, yeah. But I, you know, I travel back and forth between like seeing my parents and being at home and yeah, just trying to get a, get enough rest. How are you hanging in there with you have an actual family to Ooh. take care of and stuff? Yeah, I mean it's good. I mean it's every time I think we get into a rhythm, I think the kids get a little bit out of their rhythm a little bit. So. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of taking it day by day, um, time by time, just trying to get it all figured out. But you know what? Um, the best part is, is the weather this week has been absolutely amazing. Um, we don't know where you might be listening from, but here in Vermilion, we had seventies today, eighties yesterday, seventies Monday. Like when you have kids and you're cooped up, 
being able to go outside and play in the backyard and just kind of send them outside is mm -hmm. awesome. Like it really, really yeah. helps get that energy out and, you know, no better way to learn than to just go in and get in your hands dirty. So, um, sure. yep. So, I mean, and Harrison actually got a little bit sunburned. So, um, yeah, so he played hard, but yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. You gotta well. get out the house. Um, cool. Well, uh, Oh, I, I did want to shout out. Okay. Um, uh, you know, we are eventually we'll, we'll, we'll spread beyond vermilion, but, um, for right now, I did want to shout out Claudia Kuzner. Okay. Who was on the cover of, uh, sports illustrated. Okay. Actually it was like, it's like a collage with like Vince Young, um, and some other like major sports athletes. Yeah. And it was basically talking about the spring sports that never happened, but yeah. she had a really cool collage of herself of just her cheering on the team, like the women's South Dakota, like our women's basketball team. Sure. And she is on the cover. Okay. That's really cool. Well, shout out to Claudia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Always great when some of our yo our yotes can get some national attention. That's super super cool. For sure, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah, um, I would like to do a quick shout out if I wouldn't mind, mm -hmm. if you don't mind, since we're doing shout outs. Um, yeah, I want to shout out to our local Vermilion Theater as we have been, um, but for kind yeah. of a different reason. Um, I just think it's really cool that they're so, you know, it's a unique time and businesses have to find ways to make money. And obviously they're a nonprofit, so it's a little bit tough. But I think it's really cool that they've been selling popcorn at their theater um, and letting people yeah. take it with them. Because I think being able to kind of recreate that cinema experience, especially like with kids and stuff like that, like you, you can make a movie night pretty special at home if you have theater, like movie theater popcorn. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. think that that's really, really cool that they're doing stuff that's creative and trying to think outside the box. So. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Vermilion Theater, man. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite place to go. I think if I ever move or when I move or whatever, yeah, um, it'll be it'll be hard to go back to the big theater. Yeah, um, you know, especially with things changing constantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for but, sure. Um, and we don't know what big theaters will look like, so really, Kidding. you should appreciate your hometown theaters and really support those. And I hope that everybody comes out in abundance once all of this is over. Yeah, we got it. We have to. Yeah, gotta get gotta get back after it and start supporting this type of stuff, but. Well, enough time of shout-outs and Rona talk. Let's get into some movie news. Um, mm. Marcus, what do you mm. have for movie news today? Man, I have a lot. So, well, yeah, yeah I do have a lot. So, I did want to point out that Spider-Man Far From Home has been announced as the standalone as Sony's most profitable film of 2019. Um, oh, so, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home... I think made about seven hundred and nine million worldwide. Wow! And you know, the, yeah, they so they readjusted. Um, Spider-Man: Far From Home actually hauled in seven hundred and eighty-seven million in revenue. Wow! And that's against four hundred and forty-eight million of cost to the net. Sure. So basically, a three hundred and thirty-nine million dollar profit. That's a huge. Um, it's very, very huge. Considering that Spider-Man: Homecoming only made two hundred point one million dollar profit. Sure. So like these numbers are huge. Yeah. Not to mention the success of like how well Venom did. I think I think Venom did a lot better than what Sony expected. For sure. And that people liked it a lot more. Um. And I have some Venom news a little bit later. Okay. But, um. Yeah. It, it's it's just pretty crazy how much money that that brought in and how much of a difference that Sony and Marvel relationship made. So I hope that they keep that going, and realize the potential in that yeah no that would be really cool and it's nice to see how like again 
it's nice that Sony gets some positive reinforcement from this, especially since all yeah. of that, you know, craziness associated with um, how just the, I mean, how the toward the end of that deal went where they were, you know, Disney and Sony couldn't quite come to a, a, a deal. And then, you know, Tom Holland calls up both of them and says, fix it. I really want to keep doing this. And finally they're able to come together. So it's nice that Sony absolutely gets to reap some of this reward. Um, and again, get some of that positive, you know, financial reinforcement so that they keep, they keep doing it. Yep. Yep. I absolutely agree. So that's my first little bit of news. Great. Uh, shout out to Sony. I know that they have like Morbius and yeah. they have some other secondary Spider-Man villains movies on the way. So I'm interested sure. to see how successful these are. You know, again, I think it's kind of like um, the most difficult one is the first one. And I think Venom definitely was hard for them to do. But I think, again, I think if they kind of stick to, I don't want to say a formula because each character is different and should have its own backstory and um, get the amount of attention it deserves. Um, but I think it'd be interesting to see how it all goes and I'd be excited to see, um, what the results are. So yeah, super excited. That's, that's really, really cool yeah. news. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. um, my first bit of news is a little silly, but a little intriguing. So, um, <laughs> you're familiar with Hulk Hogan, correct? The, the yes. wrestler from, of WWE fame and WCW yeah. fame. Well, Grew up watching uh, slightly racist. Well, Hulk Hogan <laughs> is going to have a move like a biopic done. Um, and so there's going to be a, a movie that's done about Hulk Hogan's life, which I'm absolutely interested to 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 see um, because I'm very one when I was in like middle school and high school, like I was kind of into wrestling and I was into it in the sense that like my buddy would watch pay-per-views and I'd go over and I'd watch it with him. Um, but I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this all plays out. It's still being written, but Marcus, I'm going to have you guess who you think. If you've already seen it, this isn't going to be very fun. I want you to guess who they've got to star Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, gosh, please don't say The Rock. It's not The Rock. Uh, you know, honestly, I can't even guess, is it? It's not like Robert Downey Jr. or anything it's like that. Chris it? Hemsworth has been inked to potentially oh, play. Do you, know, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? That's BS. Because that is that's Hulk Hogan looking at himself in the mirror and being like, you know what? I look a lot like Chris Hemsworth. I want I'm him to right play now, me. brother. I, I look I look yeah. exactly I look exactly <laughs> like Chris Hemsworth. If I were back in the day when Hulkamonia was oh on you, I'd be grabbing God. that that mighty hammer and wielding it over my head, brother. Like, that's exactly oh what that is. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm not mad at that. I could definitely see Chris Hemsworth having fun. At yeah, that. especially after seeing him play like Fat. Yeah. Player. I can definitely see him. Yeah, well, and it gets better. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this movie comes out. So um, there's still some forward momentum that needs to happen. Um, But but in an interview, Chris Hemsworth said that he was fascinated and intrigued by this sort of world of pro wrestling. Some of the behind the scenes stuff that he's looking to potentially um, like expose and talk about. Oh, and. You're the the director. This movie is going to be oh dark because they've got Todd Phillips attached Why? to direct this thing. What the heck? And the so basically the director Todd Phillips and the 
and the writer, Scott Silver, who both wrote Joker and directed Joker, both of them, they're apparently partnering on this particular film. And Bradley Cooper, because there wasn't enough in this mix at all, is one of the producers. This is an insane, like, link of who's doing what. So this whole movie is going to explore the rise to fame in the 80s. So it won't cover any of the, like, most recent scandals, like, in lawsuits and things like that. But that's the <laughs> that's what it's going to look into. So I don't know what you think of that. Marcus? Are you still there? Marcus? What's up, everybody? We need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own, po own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. All right. Just, just pick up from where you were. Todd Phillips. Yes. So um, you'll never believe who's going to actually direct this thing. Okay. So they've got Todd Phillips to direct. <laughs> and they have Scott Silver and John <laughs> Polono to write this thing. So this is going to be the darkest look at Hulk Hogan that I think we've ever seen. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out because essentially it's just going to cover his rise to fame and into the 80s. But then after that, um, it's not going to go any further than probably the late 80s would be my assumption. But yeah, it's going to be nuts. Why? Why? You know, that's very – that's very – it's, first of all, it's intriguing that they don't go further than the 80s. Yep. Um, but I also see why, because that's not anything past really the 80s isn't really, I don't know, that's not really anything we want to hear. I guess we want to see about the, the rise to fame. I wonder if he's exposing, if he's exposing WWE or WWF. Yep. Or if, if he's highlighting just his lifestyle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. what does that look like? And then even after this, like, there's other people I'd rather see a documentary from. Honestly, I'm not mad at this. No, I'm, I'm not. not it's lie. it's I'm a not little silly, this. and it gets kind of all over the place, but um, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm not mad at this, actually. I actually would watch that. And Chris, I like Chris Hemsworth. Yep. And he does he does well. So, and he doesn't have to worry about the figure or anything like that. We know Chris Hemsworth is yeah. in pretty good shape. He'll be so, fine. Yeah, this is interesting. That, that's Todd Phillips, though? Yes. That's very interesting. And well, then you say something about Bradley Cooper, too, right? Yes, Bradley Cooper was one of the, um, is among some of the producers. That's wild. That's yeah. a wild combination. It's an insane combination. And I want to take it up a notch. So, Todd Phillips, if okay. you are listening, I want you to understand the lengths that I will go 
to be in this movie. But there's one person that I want to be cast as, and that's it. Is it Macho Man if Randy you're Savage? For a Macho Man Randy Savage actor, I want everyone to know. I'd like to put my name in the ring. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll juice if I have to. I swear. I'll, I'll do whatever I have to take. If you're looking for somebody to get huge, if you're looking for somebody to get weird, I'm your guy, Todd. You look me up, Vermilion, South Dakota. Come by. I will do whatever it takes. I'm not gonna lie. He does a pretty good impression of, of <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. He watches enough videos that he's got it down pat. Yeah. So I am not. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. But again, if we could get this shared as much as possible, so that way Todd knows that I'm interested and that we can actually follow through on this, um, I'm on board. I'll, I'll make it happen. It's very wild. To me, that's yep. very, very wild. Yep. Okay, you were right. Yep. Okay, cool. That's that was... what I got. It's a little silly, but that's what I got. Man. Um. Okay. So, um, sticking to my kind of Spider-Man-ish news and connecting the dots, I'm gonna kind of drop two Spider-Man-related bombs in here. Um, maybe three. Yeah, let's go three. So, um, over obviously everything that's happening in the time of the coronavirus. Um, COVID-19 or the Rona, as we like to passionately call it, um, everything has been pushed back um, significantly, um, more specifically uh, movie releases. So um, Venom 2 and Spider-Man 3 both got pushed back and new release dates. And so Spider-Man 3 um, will be released July 16th, 2021, and Venom will release June 25th, 2021. Oh. Um, Venom, yeah, yeah, they both got pushed back, and they're they're rather close to each other, very close um, to one another. So, um, I wonder if there's a connection there. But above that, Venom also released the title for its um for its sequel. Okay. Um, and, and I don't know if you've heard this already. I have not. But oh, really? Oh, this is good. It is called Venom, and let there be carnage. Oh. Yes, so they released like a little video promo of the, like, you know, the title sequence, like the the letters and stuff like that. Sure. And then they did that. So I thought that that was pretty cool. So um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, obviously playing to the obvious hint that Carnage is going to be in this film. Sure. Um, And we've also heard like rumors that... um, that Spider-Man is could be mentioned or or Peter Parker could be mentioned or may have a little cameo in this film as well. Sure. And with those two films being released so closely to each other, it's kind of impossible not to think that which one comes first? Venom. Yeah. Venom comes first and then Spider-Man. It's kind of hard not to imagine you have your third Spider-Man release, your third Spider-Man movie, and Venom makes an appearance in there, either time bringing him over to Sony completely or uh vice versa, Disney Marvel, maybe they work out something and are able to keep Spider-Man. Sure. Um, you know what I just read as I was kind of looking into this as you were talking about it? Um, apparently, Tom Hardy, and I hopefully I'm not taking anything from you, but apparently to kind of relate to this is that he was teasing the the name, so this Let There Be Carnage. Apparently, Tom Hardy teased a battle between Venom and Spider-Man on his social media on Instagram before he deleted it. I, I believe that. He does that a lot. Oh, though. he does that all the time. I can't see a battle happening between them two, though, between those two, nope. only because the main focus is Carnage. But I do think he's teasing a meet up. Oh, probably. Of I believe that. paths of some sort. You have to. Right. Because that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's to that point now. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's a short one where they interact and then 
they split off their separate ways and then Vi- Venom goes and fights Carnage. Like, I don't, I, I think whatever it is, it's going to be really, really cool um, to see what happens with it. Yep, yep. I think it's going to be dope in that title. I just hope that Woody Harrelson, I hope that was last Venom rated R or was it PG 13? I want to say it was PG 13. That sounds right. I really, I know that they're probably going to go PG 13 again. I just hope that we get a very edgy PG 13. Yeah, I kind of hope so too. I'd really like them to push that as much as they can. Yeah, yeah it was PG thirteen, which and again, yeah. I mean, not to get into it too much, but I mean, it was PG thirteen, and it makes sense when you think back on it whether or not it was PG thirteen. Because if you think about all of the different, like the the main symbiote at the end, literally can create knives from his hands, and there is not a drop of blood anywhere to be seen whatsoever. <laughs> so they they definitely made sure that that one was PG thirteen. Yeah, how much carnage can he get in a PG thirteen? I don't know. I mean, he's pretty sick. So, I mean, yeah. as a character, he's pretty sick and he's pretty twisted. So, uh, man, you really kind of hope that they don't they don't take too much out of it. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what do I have? Oh, my next news is sort of like kind of relates directly to the Rona a little bit, but um, it's a release from Warner Brothers saying that. Uh, Tenet, which is that um, Christopher Nolan movie and Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. regardless of mm-hmm. where they are um, in the world and in the time of the Rona, they are not going to go directly to streaming. So both of those movies have been given some, their fate has been given a little bit, um, says that it's not going to release Wonder Woman 1984 and Tenet um, in theaters. Um, it's They're not going to go straight to streaming. Um, and basically they said they'll come out when they come out. Like it's, it's That's an, very the idea is, is that it'll, whenever this clears up and movie theaters open, we'll release them. So I'm kind of curious to see what that means. And I mean, we don't know how long we're going to do this for. So that's a pretty, that's a, that's, that's, you know, Warner brothers definitely saying like, we stand by this product or director staying like we stand by this product and we don't want that released on a smaller screen. Cause that's not how it was meant to be seen or whatever, whatever the statement is. I haven't read the official statement, just the headline, but um, kind of interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, I I get it though. Yeah, I do too. But my main my my main concern is uh, what what happens, what what's gonna happen basically after all this is over. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like uh, you know, we we obviously every movie theater won't shut down, but just kind of I'm just really interested to see what happens. Yep. Um, just moving forward. So yep. I hope that it gets appreciated too, and that they don't end up making more money if they would have released it at home sure. as opposed to releasing it in the movie theater. Sure. Well, and I think that that's like, again, it's interesting because, you know, it, it's clearly, and it's not just a Warner brothers taking this type of position on it. They just announced a couple of days ago. I saw this earlier this week that they're going to release the Scooby-Doo movie Scoob, like the early days of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. They're going to release that mm-hmm. straight to video. Um, so I don't think, and that's an all-star. Channel. Right. And I, so I don't think that this is a, I don't think that this is a like Warner brothers taking a stand and saying like, we want all of our movies out so they can make the most money possible. I think it's clear that they're trying to rethink, you know, I think it's maybe movies where they, where the budget is higher. So like with this particular with tenant and wonder woman, 1984, maybe their budgets are so high that they're like, it's worth us waiting to try to make back some of that budget with theater ticket purchases, as opposed to, you know, video on demand purchases. So it's, it's an interesting gamble. We'll see how it plays out, but um, kind of interesting headline there. I'd be I'd be interested to see if they uh, 
if they use this as the thing to pull people back into the movie. Oh, movie. sure. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, this is the bait to be like, we have this big release on IMAX. We know that you've missed this. We know that you missed the cinematic experience. Yeah, watching movies at home is cool, but it's nothing like going to a movie theater. I wouldn't be surprised that DC, like Wonder Woman obviously is going to shoot through the roof because it's it's one of the first DC comic films since all of this has happened. And then that Christopher Nolan film, there's a particular audience, I believe, yep. for, for his kind of movies that you actually have. It's like Inception, like Dark Knight Rises. It like He always involves the same kind of characters in those two as well. So like, yep. I, I'm just interested to see what type of marketing tool they use to pull people back in. But that's that's good. That's a good Yeah, show. for sure. Um, so going back to the Rona, I know you may have heard that Comic-Con actually canceled for the first time in five ever. Um, so with them canceling Comic-Con, some of the news has said that Disney Plus is looking to promote some of their upcoming MCU projects through Disney Plus. Interesting. And so, um, basically you would just see that, um, anything that, that was getting released, you may get sneak peeks through Disney Plus, which is not bad. Yeah. Like imagine releasing your next trailer for whatever you got coming out through Disney plus and just leaving it up there for maybe a month or whatever the case, letting people go back and continuously watch it. Um, I think that that would be kind of dope, but yeah. it's kind of sad that Comic-Con is not, is not going to be here. Sure. Um, yeah. Cause I used to watch that. On, I watch it on TV every year and the interview. Yeah. Just, I mean, I love the, like my hours. biggest thing I look forward to in June, July is when it happens and you can see, mm-hmm. um, the like all the trailers and stuff dropping like i always get really excited yeah. about that particular news so yeah, yeah. um my next piece of news is regarding the batman um two pieces oh, of news I, that come out of this don't take don't take my news oh man i'm gonna do it and it might be yours so i'm sorry if you've heard this um but Zoe Kravitz is having to maintain her cat woman physique during quarantine um, because basically once the quarantine is over, they're going to go back to shooting. So there's been some challenge for actors in trying to maintain a certain standard um, while they're doing the same thing that we're doing, which is self-isolating and staying at home um, because even superheroes and superhero actors do it. So you should do it too, but it's a challenge for them um, to keep that going. Um, so that's the first piece of news related to the Batman. So kind of interested to see how that all shakes out. Um, I mean, I can't imagine that that's got to be fun to do. I mean, all the temptations of home, you know, sitting on the couch. Because all I'm doing is yeah. eating. I can't yeah. imagine having to sit Sitting on the couch and eating pretzels. Like, it's kind of one of those things of, like, I can't imagine having to stay in shape and maintain that physique and – all that jazz. Cause it's, it's pretty demanding on the body from what I've heard and from things I've seen. Um, the other piece of Batman news related to kind of how things shake out is um, rumor on the street is that Colin Farrell is going to be wearing prop may have to wear and maybe wearing prosthetics for his penguin role. Um, so there were some people who were w- working at it and looking at it and said that they may have spotted some things um, that indicated that he might have been wearing some, he might need to be wearing some prosthetics in order to play Oswald Cobblepot. So kind of interesting to see that shakes out. I get nervous about prosthetics because if they're not done well, then they look really, really, really fake and they look really, really bad. Um, but I think that um, 
it'll be kind of interesting to see. I, I mean, I can't imagine that they're going to let something kind of half-assed be able to go out there. I think that they'll probably um, look at pretty crazy, but yeah. Mm, that's yeah. That's I did hear about the the prosthetics. Yep. Um, I heard it was facial prosthetics yep. to make him look more menacing or sure. something like that. But once again, nobody really yep. knows. But to tie into your Batman news, I do have some Batman information okay. rumors. Um, it's pretty interesting stuff here. So I'm just gonna read what I read out what I found, and then I'm gonna, then we can discuss okay. it a little bit. So, um, so basically, we have what is to believe what is believed to be the plot for the Batman. Oh, okay, and there, there, it's it's, and it gives you some insight into um, what what exactly the director wants to do with these characters. Now, I did hear about um, there was an interview with oh, his his name is is um, skipping my mind right now, but the the director um, wants to he during this. Uh, coronavirus he's going back and he's beefing up these characters and their arcs um in the corona and hopes to go back out when they record when they start filming once again to um really take things to the next level you know what i'm saying so um he's that's what that's that's what he was told so here i'm just gonna read this and then you tell me what you think okay so i'm gonna read it in my best reading voice it's election year in gotham and someone is killing off mayoral candidates one by one, leaving riddles behind each murder. These riddles won't make it hard for Batman fans to deduce who's behind them, since we know that Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler. Great cast, yeah. by the way. Uh, while many have assumed or hoped that the film is Batman versus Rogue the Gallery of Villains in uh, a la The Long Halloween, this is not the case. While they do borrow some themes from that story, they take several departures from it. In fact, the Riddler is the main villain we follow in the story, with the Batman on a mission to find out who the rogue is indeed that uh in a very noir scene. The Batman the Batman borrows much more from Sherlock Holmes than any other movie version. And this Batman's Watson is Captain James Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright. The two are out to solve the case of the Riddler. The mission allows Matt Reeves to introduce us uh to a new Gotham City with crime with crime syndicates including John Totoro's Falcone, as well as Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. Uh, Kravitz plays another anti-version hero of the character, helping Batman in the film, but in true Selena fashion, still always looking out for herself. Colin Farrell plays a character named Oz, like likely, obviously, short for Oswald Cobblepot. He's already been confirmed as a penguin. However, he's actually written as a good guy who's also in the running for mayor and trying to avoid being murdered. Um Interestingly enough, Harvey Dent was almost in the film, but removed from the script at the last minute, and both Batgirl and Penguin were also originally in the Birds of Prey script, but similarly pulled last minute. Um, The film is also set with action set pieces and etc., etc. As as was previously reported, though, this was the interesting thing. DC plans via the solo Flash movie to reset the characters that can appear in a new Justice League. And in success, they are intending this Batman to be a interesting. Part of that. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. So, so tell me, so tell me what you think. I'm on board you're... for that. I'm on board for all of that. I think that that's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm really excited that they're going to take sort of a Sherlock Holmes approach to it and really kind of explore 
you know, world's greatest detective type stuff. I think that that's going to be really, really awesome. I like the idea that Oswald Cobblepot starts out as a good guy and assisting Batman and trying to figure some of this stuff out. Like I'm genuinely interested in that as well. I see where it's going and I can predict what the cliffhanger at the end is, but I'm excited to see how it plays out. And if I'm right, um, so super cool on board for that script entirely. His uh, that it, it reminds me a lot of the Telltale yeah. series. Um, that that's exactly how it played out in the Telltale series, except it was with Joker and sure. not Riddler. But it was Oswald being an old friend sure. of Bruce's. Um, both just rich, both just had money and stuff like that, and then eventually turning. But I I think one of the more interesting things that was said was that these characters are based sure. in present day. So with them being based in present day, um. And and that it's more realistic and it's just focused on the characters and their art and their arc and their arcs developing. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do and how far Robert Pattinson. Oh, can for sure. This thing. For sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely so, interested. That's what I got. Yeah, I'm. I think I see again. I think I see where it's going, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. For sure. Yeah, because I sure. could see at the very end, the Riddler trying to murder Oswald Cobblepot. Batman can't save him. He gets maimed and injured beyond deformed, turns into the penguin and blames Batman for the fact that he lost the election and he got injured. I, I could see them not even going sure. the deformities route either because that penguin that we saw yeah. with Danny DeVito was gross and disgusting and yeah. the penguin, but I don't think that it's realistic enough to have a character like sure. that, that exists. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, it's interesting to see where they go with that. And with that being said, fuck y'all <laughs> because there it is. Found it. Right just under the slide there. Right. That's where that Easter egg was hiding. There's a there's a twenty dollar bill <laughs> in this Easter egg, and it says "fuck Josh, fuck Josh Wheaton" on there. It's just it's, I say that because he really did ruin yeah. Justice League. Um, I see a lot of the comparisons and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff of what. Um, what Zack Snyder was going to do, and it really frustrates me that that we sure. didn't get to see that, or we will we'll possibly never sure. ever get to see that. So, just fuck Josh. All right, all right, your turn. Um, I'm gonna switch to the other side of the comic book world and talk about um, Marvel for a minute. Um, as we start to take a look right. at, and some of this stuff comes out about um, movies that are getting delayed. One of them is the Eternals, which um, I don't know a whole lot about. Um, but one of the creators of Thanos as a character um, kind of dropped some hints that it is possible that a young Thanos could appear in the Eternals movie that's shown um, at that point in time to maybe lay a little backstory or to kind of do like a throwback to where he's at and just provide some more information. Obviously, um, the Eternals is kind of a complicated storyline um, and it's a little hard to follow um, because there's the Eternals and then there's the opposite of the Eternals and they don't necessarily get along. Um, and that's, and there are Eternals that are hiding in plain sight, like in current times. So um, it'll be interesting though, to see how this all plays out. And I thought that that was an interesting tie in to kind of call back that. I mean, I, I don't hope that they spend a whole lot of time on it because I'm a big forward progress type person and i don't want to lay any foundation for thanos was a fantastic character i think he was complex i think he was well written i think the beauty of him as a villain was that a lot of people could see themselves in that whole like quest for balance type element of things i mean you and i have talked about that before um 
but and so I don't want them to spend a lot of time on it, but I think it's really interesting um, that they could bring that back and kind of show a little bit of that foundational stuff. So it kind of makes me wonder what other things, if they're going to take a look back, what are they going to set the standard for going forward? Like, what are they going to, what information are they going to reveal going forward? That's super important to know. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope I'm right there with you. I hope that they don't overplay it. Yep. Same time. I, you know, I definitely understand needing, that backstory and that we're going to hear the name Thanos for yep. a little bit moving forward. It's kind of yep. hard not to. So yeah, that's definitely yep. understandable. So. All right. <clears throat> okay. So I am now on the Marvel movie side. Actually, I did want to, that the uh, Mandalorian season yes. two is already in development. So I did want to add that in there. Um, that, I thought that that was pretty cool that season two is not even out yet. And season for sure. two is already being developed. Um, with the with the same writers and director, well, not directors because each episode had a different director, but with the same with John with Josh John yeah Favreau leading the charge. Um, okay, so I'm gonna give you three pieces in here so we can kind of tie this up. So um, the other thing that I wanted to say right was um, fuck what the Hulk <laughs> what why <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> Because, listen, I read this was what I read. Mark, Mark, uh, Ruffalo, 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 Mark, Ruffalo, Ruffalo, insisted on doing all of his own motion capture. He had very strong opinions about what Hope would say and how he would say it according to, um, uh, to Kia with Titi. So, here's my thing about that I'm not gonna blame Ruffle Chip for messing up the Hulk. But I think that they really ruined the okay. Incredible Hulk for me. Um, making him a comic relief, you make him this jolly green monster. He never got his payback. He never got aggressive. Yeah. He never did any of that. Um, it, it, yeah, it's that, that's the that's the other thing that I wanted to say. I sure. need some redemption for him, and, and I don't know how we get it, but I, I definitely need that redemption for him. But here's the other news: um, Guardians yep. of the Galaxy three. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn has no plans for a fourth movie after oh. Volume 3. So that's very interesting. interesting. At the same time, um, he will fe- he promised that there will be a death in Guardians oh. of the Galaxy 3. A major death in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, so um, I thought those were two points were sure. very, very intriguing. I have no idea right. who it could be, um, but right. I'm interested to see what Well, happens. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for marvel to introduce other i mean there's opportunities if they do do a death for other components if the if the plan is going where we think it's going which is they'll eventually bring the x-men in they'll eventually bring um fantastic four in if that's the avenue if somebody dies you know the guardians of the galaxy like trades these players in and out all the time when it comes to the comic books but one of the most recent versions of it is fantastic fours the thing actually becomes one of the guardians of the galaxy so obviously that would be too much for them to lay the foundation Mm. of and groundwork for in volume three but it doesn't necessarily mean that guardians are dead it just means that they might look different going forward um and what that kind of looks like from there so i could be interested to see who it will be that dies. um, And then what does that mean for them as a team up going forward? Because again, I don't think we're done seeing them. Um, I just think they may not look the way we were introduced to them um, in volumes one and two. 
You know what I think? I think the obvious choice of the death would be Nebula because you've given her her, yep. redemption, her redemption line. But also, I think that's almost too obvious. And I think that you could almost kill Rocket. And, and it'll be it'll yep. hit a well, one of the things to home. Well, so, related so to that, I mean, the rumor, again, another rumor, and I think I brought this up before, uh, maybe even two weeks ago, the last news episode that we did, but rumor on the street is that this one will explore Rocket's origins. So it could be that he become yeah. he comes full circle. I think another person. I mean, it's so hard to pick because I think there are so many candidates who could die. But I think Drax is probably a good candidate to die. He strikes me as the type of person where they're in a situation. He's like, I want to see my mother, my wife, and my daughter again. So he kill, he he sacrifices himself for the rest of the team. Um, I could see that, but I could see. I could see well, we don't know where she is. That's the thing, though. I think just at the moment she gets her, she finds out, you know, she yeah. loves Quill and everything like that. I think that, okay. I think that I something that happens and she can sure. be the one that he loses. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's very hard to pick right now, but yeah, that'd be really, really interesting. Um, sticking with the Marvel world, um, Chris Hemsworth in that same interview that he did where he talks about the Hulk Hogan movie, um, talked a little bit about Thor four love and thunder um, and essentially said it was one of the best scripts he's ever read. He said that it is, and I'm quoting from an article. Um, he then went on to say, quote, it's Taika at his most extreme and at his best. If the version I read is the one we get running with, it's going to be pretty insane. Um, and that's coming from him. So, and there's other things that have come from this. Um, what TD recently said that love and thunder will make Rack Thor Ragnarok look safe. Um, with all the things that happen as associated yeah. with it, um, it's going to be kind of all over the place. Um, from what I've heard, um, I'm pretty excited to see what they decide to do with it. Um, it's, there's no like real specific plot details. I know that, um, Takiti, uh, Taika Watiti said recently he posted like a picture to Twitter. Um, and this picture was of space sharks to see what people were thinking about and to like kind of tease some stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know, man, like it, if he's going to go kind of nuts with it, I am kind of on board. Um, and the fact that Christian Bale is going to play the villain um, I'm excited about. So I am definitely all in and interested in what this might look like and what might happen. Um, but it's going to be pretty nuts. Yeah, that's the the hard part about Thor is Thor right. no longer has a storyline really, and you can go either way. I don't see James sure. Foster taking over the Thor mantle, especially if Chris Hemsworth really loves Thor and is fine right. with continuing to bring him back. Um, it's just it's it's a lot of things that you can do with him. We we talk about the God Witcher. Yep. We talk about a lot of different things, and so. I, I, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm ready so, to see what happens. Yeah, today. it'll be interesting. So that's definitely some exciting news, um, kind of on that, on that front. Um, cool. So, um, I don't know if you've heard, but Sam Raimi, uh, director of the original Spider-Man trilogies, um, he said he will be directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse that. of Madness. Uh, yeah, I think, I, th I think Sam does a great job of giving us yep. stuff straight from the comic books that we want to see and, and at a, at a lighthearted tone. Um, so I'm interested to see if his directing style has changed between the last yep. Spider-Man movies and this. Movie. Yeah. I am so very curious. So the other reason why I like Sam Raimi is I like Sam Raimi because of his work with um, evil dead. 
Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Evil Dead, uh, but it is. Um, it's really good. It's it's really really good. Um, so Sam Raimi. So this is a this is a movie starring um, Bruce Campbell, um, and it's he gets it's a pretty famous role for him. Um, but it is essentially kind of like a zombie like house in the woods type movie. So um, if you have not seen it, go out and I think that you should go out and see it now. Um, it's a little weird and it's a little out there and it's definitely like spooky and a little scary, um, but it's really, really good. Um, but again, if, if, if multiverse of madness was written, because remember, I think they're still going off of a similar script. If it was written from a pres- per, um, perspective of being um, kind of horror esque, um, and kind of being a little bit spookier and pushing the boundaries and making people uncomfortable. I think Sam Raimi is an incredible cast for that because after watching evil dead, I think that he could do a fantastic job with, um, with what that might look like and making his audience kind of uneasy and uncomfortable. So, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Oh yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll yep. see. I mean, that's all we can do is just wait. Um, multiverse sure. is going to be very interesting, and I think you can introduce a lot of a lot of darker characters into through this, um, like yep. Blade and a lot of these darker characters. Um, nope. I, I just I don't know what nope. to expect. Do I? But I just you know. I hope yeah, I'm. I just I want it to so. be. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. I just want to make sure that whatever. I just want to make sure, and this is my biggest thing, and and this is maybe a different angle with thing uh, things. I just really want to make sure that it, it like it lives up to the hype and that we're not disappointed. And that's obviously the disappoint the the trouble with all of this is that um it's kind of crazy. So um I don't okay. have any other news. So that's all that I had for this particular episode. All right. Uh well I had two more. Um the third Spider-Man movie will have the word home in it. I think we mentioned that. Um, and the title that they that they have scenes being placed in the snow. Sure, so I think that that says a lot about what character you can expect next, like Craven the Hunter and all of that stuff like that. And then my other one was the Captain Marvel sequel will pave way for okay. the new Avengers. So awesome! You know, yep, on board for that. that. I mean, and you and I have talked about that before. Um, that we kind of thought that that could be what happens to it, but um, that doesn't surprise me at all. So I think that that. I'm I'm excited about that, and we yeah. kind of knew that that was coming. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. So, cool. Um, I do have a fun yep. question for yep. you um, to to sort of end our time okay. today. Um, my fun question for you is: It's draft day. Um, the NFL draft started today, um, and obviously it's continuing right now. Kind of started almost an hour ago. Um, my question for you is, yeah. Marcus, if there was to be a movie version of your life, who would you cast slash draft to play either you and two other people? Who would they be playing and who would the actors be that play them? Oh, boy. Um, this is hard. I know. I've never thought about this. Oh. Um, uh, me to play me. How about about me? You got to get an actor yep. who's a little bit bigger, 
And so for me, I don't know somebody who can really bring sure. that whole piece together that's around my age. So you may have to find somebody who's like uh, maybe a sure. non, maybe a, a lesser known actor to play me. To play my grandmother, I think. To, yeah, ah, well, that's kind of hard. I don't know. That's hard. That's hard. I, I I can't really. I don't know. To play my dad, I would think um, either Cedric the Entertainer, but really it would be. Oh, his name is slipping my. What was his he name in? Name is slipping in. Um, he he was in Black Panther, and he played the. Uh, oh the, sure. The yeah. In the purple, Forrest Whitaker. I think to, okay. to play yep, my I dad would be Forrest Whitaker. Um, they're they're both tall. They're both they're they both, both have a good balance you know, between sort of like intellectual. They can they be like well. really fun and really entertaining and really kind of funny and silly. But then they can uh, switch on that like serious. Yeah, you need yeah. to listen to what I'm saying because it's really important tone to it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then for my grandmother. You know, I, I can't even. I can't even think like I can't even think for my mom or my grandmother or any anything like that. Uh, it's a, a very, very deep good question. question. That's a very good question. Uh, it's a very deep, very very deep question that I think I would have to think about. And then sounds I'll good. Come back to you the next podcast. Um. What about okay? You? So if you've ever looked at me like straight on, like dead on, my nose has a little bit of like a like a crook to it. Um. So. Given somebody who I think could both who could play me well, um, Owen Wilson. Yep, Owen Wilson okay, is who I, I who I think would play me. Um, I have to figure out the other two people in the movie because obviously one of them is my wife. I don't know who I would get to play right, her. Right. Um, oh, what is her name? Give me a minute. I'll have it. I have to look her up. I know her name. It's just. I'm thinking of a TV show, actually. What movie is she in? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no. Dizzy Phillips. Yeah, look her up. I can oh, see I her playing Brittany. I can, say her pl- I can see her playing Brittany okay. really, really well, actually. Yeah, she would play Brittany awesome. Yeah, okay. she'd be really good at it. Oh, okay. Um, okay, and then okay, okay. I don't know who the third person is who I put in the movie. Like, I know that it's like, I know that it's the two of us, but I don't know who else you put in there because I think everybody after that is sort of irrelevant um, and wouldn't be as prominent of a role um, because most of, I feel like, the movie story of our life would be exploring how we meet and life after. So it'd be kind of hard. So there would be a lot of, smaller roles in this particular setting um so but yeah be interesting for sure but those are the two that i think of i'd have to think about who i would cast as the third person who the third person would be and who i would cast as i think we should come back to the next podcast and before we do a movie review which doug will be revealing after this um i think we should do our top five characters in a film and cast them um, yeah so let's do like let's do like how we would more. we would head bill it so let's do what the story would be yeah who your top five people are and kind of go from there that i'm on board for mm-hmm. okay yeah i think that'll be dope yeah, yeah let's absolutely do that. on board cool. for that. that's a great way to start um 
Cool. Anything else you want to talk about today? Yeah, we did. We covered a ton of stuff. No, I think we covered um, a lot of So we are so next week will be a um will be a movie podcast. So it'll be episode eight. Um I'm right. What would this be? The podcast awakens episode eight? Because this is episode seven, so it's um yeah. So this is the podcast awakens, the and then podcast what was the middle right? one? I always forget the middle one. Is it the <laughs> death of the no. right, yep. Oh man, I gotta we gotta look. Yeah, this we up, were. Man. We're not ready for this. Ready. What is? Yeah, we'll I get it figured out. We'll, we'll figure it'll it be out. named that way, so don't have to worry about. It. But this is episode seven, so episode eight is the podcast awakens. Um, so or this is, but we'll figure it out. Um. So it's next one's a movie one, and I have a movie announcement. So we're going to go with something, stick with something recent, but also something streamable. Hashtag Times of the Rona. Um, and so we are going to be watching Jojo Rabbit. Uh, it is the movie that – I feel like there should have been more buildup to that, and I didn't do a good job. Um, but we're going to watch – we're gonna watch jojo rabbit like, and uh, it's the yeah. movie that won uh taika watiti and oscar um it takes it's an interesting take um so if you want to watch along with us or discuss along with us um we record these every thursday at eight so if you want to comment you know just watch it before next week friday when the podcast will drop um and we'll kind of go from there but that's the movie that we got on tap for next week the last podcast. The last podcast. Next week will be the last podcast. This week is the podcast yeah, awakens. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. Glad, <laughs> glad we could get go. that figured out. Oh, man, yeah, we would have. Really I'm done for the day. shit the bed if we had messed that up. Yeah. So glad we got that in there. Um, <laughs> cool. So watch Jojo Rabbit. Um, discuss along with us. Um, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, if you have anything you want us to discuss, fun movie news, just drop a line to either Marcus or myself, and we'll go from there. But um, tell your friends about us. You can stream our podcast anywhere. Podcast. Tell your friends about me. <laughs> uh, but we can. We're uh, we're on wherever you get your podcast. So just give us a listen, share us, like us, all that jazz, um, and we'll talk to you all next week. Awesome. Take it easy. Damn right. Thank you.